Yeah. Is this the Raider game we're talking about? This is the Raider game we're talking about. The yeah. one, the one that I don't want to talk about. It was. Oh. I would describe this as one of the worst sporting events <coughs> I've ever watched. Can we so, make this like a fifteen-minute podcast? I mean, I would make it like a five-minute podcast if I could. Well, you know, let's the, do it. I got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really don't want it. I don't want to talk about it. If we're being honest, it's like. Um, I think around the point, well, when Ben went down with injury, I mean, before the game, it felt like, or as the game was going on, it kind of felt stupid. But then when Ben went down, I just kind of got this, like, what is even the point anymore? Like, who cares? Um, And then from there, it just got even more dumb. I mean, if you think about the sequence there, like, Ben goes down with injury. We give up a 14-point lead. Then they put in Brown to return a punt. And you're like, oh, sweet, Brown's going to return a punt. And then he fumbles. You're just like, what? Boswell missed a field goal. It was not looking good. It was looking good when it was 35-21, even though Ben was out. Right. When did Ben get hurt? I think we were up by 14 at that, because he threw the the touchdown to Jesse James, right? That's the one that put us up by 14? Yeah. I I was just putting together a fantasy lineup. You know, you you get started, and uh, you got to pick some you pick guys too expensive, so you end up having to pick a real cheap guy. So Jesse James is on the roster right now. Ooh, I don't. So I'll change it later. I don't hate that pick though. I don't hate the Jesse James pick. Although with you got to figure with Landry, you know. Yeah, I know. It's probably but not the, a great pick. Yeah, so um, th- we were up thirty-five twenty-one. No, it was probably thirty-five twenty-eight. When when did when did uh, Antonio Brown fumble? Uh, I got the drive chart right here too. Yeah, I don't even remember. Anyway, when they tied at 35-35, I just knew we were going to lose in overtime. Oh, when you, when they tied 35-35, I just I just wanted at that point I was like just just end the game and please please don't send this game to overtime. I'm done watching it. I was over I was over all sport at that point. I think I was like considering getting into like knitting or something. You know what I mean? Like I needed another hobby. What's interesting, though, with the score 35-35, and that's all because that Tomlin went for it or went for two on the first touchdown. Otherwise, it would have been 35-34. Now, granted, they kicked the field goal and would have still won the game, but it's a different mentality when you're, you know, when you're down by one and it's and it's tied. So that really paid off in the end, going for two. That's right. I forgot. I forgot we went for two. It was the score at this point in this game was like seven to eleven at one point, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, the, the first the first quarter already was terrible because we go down and it looks like okay, good, the offense is good again. Like here we go, bang, bang, bang down the field. Um, we get to like their thirty, third and four, and then he can't complete that pass to Hayward Bay. Then they decide they're going to go for it on fourth and four. And I'm watching in a bar, so I'm not really like watching every play. And I just expect a punt. And I look up at the Steeler game and like they're hiking the ball from a shotgun or whatever it was. And I was like, what, what? Um, then, then as soon as the Raiders get the ball after that fourth and four, I mean they go, they could have <laughs> gone quicker down the field. Three plays, yeah. sixty-six yards. It's just bang, 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 touchdown, and it's like, oh okay, we're doing this now. It's seven nothing of the other way. Cool. It's, yeah, then, and then we get the ball back and go three and out. Yeah, well four and out, but like, yeah, yeah. What the happened? Oh, yeah. Why is it? Oh, because we did get a first down. We got a first down on that first play, like the Heath Miller, the Heath Miller thing. I just, you know, it's it's weird, like, looking over, so, okay, so we're recording this on a Friday, which means that we couldn't, literally, we could not be further away from the game while still recording this podcast, and I mean, I'm looking at the stat sheet, it's like, D'Angelo Williams, 27 carries, 170, 
I don't remember him getting 170 yards. I mean, I remember the last run he had, which is really good, but I don't remember him breaking off like a ton of runs. Uh, I, I think he had two long runs, like of 30 or more yards twice. Yeah. I, even still, like two two long runs like that, let's say they were both 50 yards. I mean, that's only 100 yards, still needs 70 more. I don't know. It, it didn't Plus seem he like, had some receiving yards. He did. I, I remember his reception. I remember the one where he came over the middle and literally no one was no there. No there. He was two just for 55 to. receiving. Yeah. Yeah, and then you look at A.B. I do, I mean, you know, Antonio Brown, this is the kind of game that every Steeler fan has always dreamed that he could have. I mean, you knew talent-wise he had this in him, but you wanted to see him take over a game and just, he was the guy who was like, nah, you know what, I got this, we're not going to lose, don't even worry about it. 17 catches, 284. And, it, I mean, it was it was that kind of performance. He was, every single down, it seemed like the, the play was going to go to Antonio and he was going to catch it and he was going to make a big play. That was crazy. It's bad, 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 bad Antonio Brown, baddest man in all of Steel Town. <laughs> Badder than Swan and Stallworth. Well, meaner he, than, meaner than Old Heinz Ward. What do you think of that? I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It was on a day in which you know a lot of our other guys uh, struggled. Like Martavis, um, you know, he I knew he had the touchdown. He had that nice play on the touchdown, but uh, overall he had a pretty Poor game. I mean, a lot of the receivers did. I mean, hey, do you guys remember when, remember when Marcus Wheaton was on our team? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a minute. We One catch it. for minus two yards, I think. I, I want to know what his stats are in, like, the last three weeks. I think the last the last meaningful catch he had in a game was the long touchdown he had from Vic. That was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, it's uh, – it, we needed A.B. We needed every yard that A.B. We needed everything we had in this game, and it was – you know, it, it felt like, I don't know, at some points in this game I felt like we should just, okay, now we should just blow them out. At other points, like you said, Mike, I just I felt like we were going to lose. There was no way we were going to win. Um, but overall, I don't know, I just came away from this game, like, overall just disgusted with, like, the sport. And I say that because of how many stupid things happen in the game and because, once again, one of, our, one of the trifecta is hurt. Yeah, that was very disappointing, Ben, going down. I mean, that really ruined the whole game, especially when we don't know how bad it's going to be. But now it's Friday, and we know that, I mean, they're talking about him maybe playing against Cleveland, but I'm sure he's not going to, especially with the bye week coming up. So unless you've already heard, there's no way he's playing against Cleveland, right? Yeah, there's no way. I mean, yeah, I so he it, wants to, but he's not Yeah. So anyway, that's not going to be devastating. I mean, he'll he'll be back. And that, the funny thing about this game is, uh, you know, we talked about the offense sputtering earlier in the game. I mean, they still scored what four touchdowns and two field goals and a two point oh. conversion. Well, was there okay? But was there was there a special team score in this game? Um, I mean, basically that the fumble on the, the kickoff fumble, right. really set them up. Right. And uh, and there were some turnovers. I mean, there was some. Our guys were hitting, man. They were out there hitting. So you got to like that. Now, hitting with, I mean, how many times do we have fumbles on the ground with our guys, you know, backs to the ball? Because they're celebrating a big hit. <laughs> Mike Mitchell and Knicks did the same, they both did the same thing. They're just, our, our, for whatever reason, our defenders are just so proud of themselves when they make a big <laughs> hit that they forget, like, hey, you could have fumbled. You should probably look to see if the ball's out there. <laughs> I mean, if you pause it at the right spot, I mean, Mike Mitchell... His back is to a ball that's just laying on the ground. <laughs> it's so stupid because, and he's not only, he's doing his stupid arms cross like he's such a badass. Yeah. It's like, hey man, the, the ball is sitting there. You should go get it. 
<laughs> by the way, there's other objectives to this game. Yeah. <laughs> like recovering a fumble. Um, but he, he's out. He's hitting, man. I mean, he's always been a hitter, but now it's, you know, and he's, seems like to us at least, he's making less mistakes than he did last year. So he's learning the defense better, but he's hitting. And, um, I noticed some national guys taking notice of, uh, of him making big hits. And it, which brings some swagger to the defense. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, it, Joe, it, it kind of felt to me like, uh, this was the kind of game where the defense just kind of said, you know what, offense, we've been doing it all year. We've been, we've been keeping you guys in games. Why don't you go out there and win one for us? Well, I mean, I wasn't that surprised that there were a lot of points scored. You know, we kind of expected, I, I expected. I don't know, I'll go back to, you know, what you're disgusted with football. I'm, I am. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's my big thing on this game is is just hey I've been waiting all season I was waiting since since really the Steelers lost to the Ravens last year in that stupid playoff game I was waiting to see the Steelers this this offense take the field again and okay well now it's got a year under its belt it found its identity last year and let's see it and you know what we saw it for about a quarter and a half this entire season, and that's all we're gonna see it. Um, right, we're not even. We're not even at this point. It's you know. You, so you know, now we're back to as a Steeler fan, you're back to. All right, well, the offense is whatever it's gonna be. It's all jacked up like when it used to have, you know, uh, uh, seven out of five offensive linemen are hurt. You know, do the math on that one. Right. And um, uh, and so now the offense is a jacked up wreck. And so then you're going, you're going, you're, well, the defense is better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch a, a team, you know, rebuild itself and young talent start to come into its own and all that. But that's not what I signed up for this. Year, okay. Yeah. I was the defensive side of the ball and I, I felt like, Hey, if defense plays a little better than, than I'm expecting. This team's a real true contender because of that offense. Um, and you know, I'm not getting it. I'm not going to get it. And, you know, the wind went out of this, the wind went out of this season when, uh, when Le'Veon got hurt and, you know, this Ben crap getting hurt. Uh, maybe it's just a sign of his age. He's not a young guy in, in football years anymore. Um, and, uh, he's not holding up as well as he used to. So. Yeah, he's not holding up. I mean, this, this year has just been about as bad as it could be for Ben. He's missed, he missed those, what, uh, four games in a row. Uh, which he's never missed that many games in a row, and now he comes back and immediately gets another injury. You know, two games in. Um, I, I think you know if we're talking about whether or not Ben should play next week. I, I think it's absolutely insane that Ben's even thinking about playing this game. I understand he wants to go out there; he's a competitor, he wants to play. But you know, you have to think about this season and what 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 we have, what this team can do for the season, not just against Cleveland. I understand he wants to beat Cleveland, and beating Cleveland is important, but it's also important that he's healthy for the remainder of the season, and that if there is going to be any kind of semblance of a playoff run, he has to be involved in it, and that might mean that he needs to take this game off and, you know, Landry plays. Um, because my feeling is if Ben goes out there against Cleveland, they're going to gun for him again like every team's going to, and he's going to get killed. It's, we're going to get we're going to have another injury to Ben out of this game. And I actually feel the same way coming out of the bye week against Seattle. I mean, it's just, you know... It's a it's a crappy part of the schedule right now because you have Ben coming back. Either he's going to come back against Cleveland, who's going to gun for him, or worst case, he's going to come back against 
uh, Seattle, who's also going to gun for him. Yeah, he just needs to be ready when he comes back. I mean, like, I think when he came back last time, I said it, I don't think he could really step into his throws and that affected his throwing. But in this last game, he was stepping in his throws and his throws were on the money. I want to put a positive spin on this a little bit. Um, I think that I agree he shouldn't come back and he should come back against Seattle. And I think that, you know, the whole season, especially after the bye week, you can just say, you know what, let's just restart the season at this point and the last, whatever that's going to be, six games will be the season. And if you think about, I, I know what you mean, the whole offense is jacked up, but, and it's disappointing that um, Le'Veon Bell's out, and I said it earlier, I don't even want them to win the Super Bowl without him because I'd feel so bad for him not being there. But if you're getting production the way D'Angelo Williams just had this big game, I mean, anything over 100 yards total offense from a running back, that's good production. Now, he's he's not Le'Veon Bell. I don't think he's as good as him. But if you're getting production out of your running back with still the same offense that we've been talking about the whole season, if Ben's healthy, and, you know, you got to get some of these other guys more involved, like Wheaton. Right. Uh, but that offense could still be one of the best or the best offense in the league if D'Angelo Williams is producing. Yeah, well, you know, the other problem we have, though, is, like, D'Angelo came out of this game a little banged up. He had a, whatever it was, a swelling in his foot that limited his practice time. He's going to play this week, but, again, that's something he's going to deal with going forward. Um, I agree with you. I, I think that this offense, you know, it's weird to say because we scored 38 and, and you know, we, we put up a, a good amount of points here, but I do think that there's there's room to grow in this offense. There's certainly room to get healthy. Um, I, I thought Bryant could have played a lot better. I think... You know, Marcus Wheaton has been a real disappointment the entire year. He really hasn't made a significant impact um, this year outside of the play against San Diego. Um, and, and I think you know uh, we need to get Ben. We need to get Ben healthy. Ben has to. Ben has to still be healthy. I don't think we've seen healthy Ben Roethlisberger since week two. Um, so we still have to see that. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that it's not a lost cause because Ben's not out for the year. I, I thought when he went down with that injury, I thought. Well, this is the one where he goes down for the year, and now it is now it is officially season over. It's not yet. We're five and four. The AFC is terrible. There are no good teams in the AFC, and and this team should be the Steelers, barring another big injury, should still be able to make the playoffs. And I and I agree with you, Mike. I think this this offense can still be the number one offense in football because of the way D'Angelo has come in, and he, he's not just been like a, a you know a stopgap between Le, you know, when Le'Veon gets hurt and when he comes back healthy next year. He's been a real asset to this offense in both. Um, the running where he was, you know, he was great this week, but he also made a couple big catches. And I think that was the thing we didn't see out of him in those first couple weeks. Um, and we wanted to see, uh, going forward. And now, you know, here it is. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see if that continues, but I think we have to get, we have to get Ben healthy. We have to get Bryant more involved in the offense or he has to play better. And we have to get Wheaton more involved in the offense and just become more well-rounded. You know, Antonio Brown going for 284 is nice in this game. And that's, that's something that's awesome to see in a game where really we didn't play well outside of, um, you know, his his ability to to make plays and then D'Angelo on on the ground. But okay, so it's nice to see that in in one game. But over the course of the, these games, we have to become more well rounded offense, or we're going to get shut down. Right? We can't keep winning games like this, um, and we shouldn't expect to. But on the defensive side of the ball, I, you know, it's it's also weird to say that thirty giving up thirty five points. I, I saw a lot of. I saw a lot of good things on this defense. I mean, we can we continue to see this defense make big plays when it needs to. And in this time, there were blown coverages. There was uh, there was you know just yards given up when there shouldn't have been missed tackles, giving up long runs up the middle. Um, you know they were 
the Raiders were killing us with with big plays. But when this defense needed to make stops, um, you know that Ross Cockrell interception was huge, and then the the what was it the kick return fumble um, was another huge play in the game that really swung everything back in our favor. You know the Raiders have a good offense, so. I wasn't that disappointed with the way the defense played. I mean, you know, the the uh, giving up the coverages or uh, those mental lapses, whatever it was, mm-hmm. that's disappointing. So you hope they can overcome that. But this is kind of, you know, giving us a good feel of how this defense is measuring up to a really good offense because I think the Raiders have a really good offense. So when it comes to playoff time, if we make it there and we have to play like the Broncos or the Patriots – you know, it's just showing to me that the defense has more work to do, but they may get there by the end of the season. I think the other thing is, uh, not only do they have more work to do, I think secondarily, you know, we got, well, we got this secondary got blown up in this game. I mean, they, they got exposed again. This was reminiscent of some of the stuff we saw in week one with just completely blown coverages and guys being wide open and you're just sitting there going like, what, what are we even doing defensively? Um, but I think also in this game, one, one thing that stood out was the lack of pass rush again. And we've, we've seen that with this defense that when the pass rush doesn't get there, and we saw this in Kansas City as well, when the pass rush doesn't get there, you know, things break down with this team and guys are able to pick it, to pick them apart. Uh, so, okay, so looking forward now, we're going to Cleveland, or I'm sorry, we're not going to Cleveland. Cleveland's coming to Pittsburgh. We're five and four. We sit in the AFC. Um, with a five, you know, a record at, at five and four, we're one game above five hundred. Which, in any other year, you would say, "Well, this is rough because you really you can't afford to lose much much more than than we already have." You know, you have maybe two more losses out of your next seven games. Um, but we're in the AFC, where five and four puts you in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. Um, and now we go to we have Cleveland. I mean, this is this is one of those. I think I think Steeler fans forget because everyone's taking this game for granted now, right? I keep joking all week that this is we have two bye weeks in a row, um, but I think what people forget is that the last time we played Cleveland, uh, they ruined us. I mean, they they really they, they got their real they got revenge for about ten years of domination. Um, they creamed us. Yeah, they claimed that in that in the opener last year, uh, you will recall the the Browns came to Pittsburgh. And the Steelers did a just just did a a fun fest dance on their on their faces for the first half of the game, and then promptly decided not to show up for the second half. And the and the Browns, uh, you know, they, they looked like they looked like the Browns of like the early 1960s. Maybe they were on the ground; they couldn't be stopped. They scored on every 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 possession. Uh, they ran, you know, they they used clock up, which was their big. Uh, that was, that was the big detriment to how they, how they got back into that game. But, uh, the Steelers couldn't convert a first down on the other side of the ball. And, uh, and they had a, they had to actually go for it on fourth down from, uh, their own 20 yard line in order to hold on to the ball and not give it back to Cleveland and, and in the ensuing drive would have given up the lead. Uh, and they had to kick a field goal in the last few seconds of the game to hang on and win that thing uh, and the Browns were pissed and they felt like hey we won that game and the Steelers show up in Cleveland and get the shit beat out of them uh, one of the worst games that uh, you know lots of the worst games I've ever watched the Steelers play have been against the, the Browns inexplicably so too because the Browns have had a long solid con- uh, uh, 
record of of fielding horribly bad teams, uh, and the Steelers managed to do play poorly against them. Uh, and so now the Browns come to town, and this is this is just. I'm just going to continue on my my whiner soapbox about how pissed off I am about the irony of this season, and that is, you know, we have a loss to the to the hated Ravens uh, in in uh, Heinz Field this year. The only win that the Ravens had for a long time, uh, and one of only two wins that they have to date, uh, comes against the Steelers. Uh, when the Steelers have the game won, give it up because they can't make some field goals, can't convert fourth downs. Uh, just a, just a, just awful. The Steelers have a loss to the Bengals at home. Uh, when the Steelers had that game won and promptly choked it up. Um, and, and now, uh, now the, the, uh, the Browns are going to come to town when the Steelers don't have Le'Veon Bell. Okay, they got Willie. Uh, and, and they're not going to have, uh, they're not going to have Ben and Vic's not available either. We're going to have Landry Jones. Oh, no, no, Vic, I know everybody's all over Landry Jones. Vic is available. Vic is available, but they're just going to start Landry. They're going to start Landry. Well, I don't even know that I agree with that. So maybe what do you What do you got against Landry, I'll Joe? I'll shut up now and let you guys go. <laughs> no, I want to hear. What do you have against Landry? It's not that I have against Landry. It's that everybody's got so much against Vic. I know he doesn't throw the ball that well, but he doesn't throw it much worse than Landry. Landry's start. Landry's a good guy to come in, you know, if Vic's messing up or Ben gets hurt. He's a nice cleanup guy. Come in. Hey, I didn't take any reps. Nobody's expecting much of me. Defense wasn't expecting me. Nobody schemed anything for me. They don't even know who I am. Um, and, you know, if I can complete a pass or two to a guy on a three-yard out, that, that can make a move or two or ten, then uh, we might get a touchdown out of it, uh, a la um, a Bryant in the game. Uh, yeah, it's Arizona. What game was that against the Rams, maybe? Arizona. Uh, Arizona. And Arizona. then um, Antonio Brown. And then this week to uh, Antonio Brown. Two of the greatest runs uh, in history uh, come on those two short passes. So, oh, man, we're all over Landry. Uh, the one thing that Landry – or two things that Landry doesn't have. One – uh, he doesn't have he doesn't have uh, game experience. He doesn't have he do, he's not a veteran. He doesn't understand the game the way Vic does uh, from a professional level. And number two, uh, when the chips are down and 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 you know and you need something to happen, you need something offensively to happen. You're not throwing the ball well. Guys aren't aren't shaking. You can't run. Uh, Vic can run 50 yards and a single down for you and put you in scoring position, which he did in two games this year. And I, everybody's just yeah. wants to toss him off to the side because, because well, Landry Jones came in, in the, in the, in the Cardinals game, throws that pass to Bryant. Bryant makes an unbelievable, he makes a run Superman is jealous of. And all of we're all over man. Landry's the guy and, and toss Vic out you know, to the curb. He I don't also know, made I'm a good three. He also made a good throw in the back of the end zone on the first touchdown. Landry did. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying about Vic and he's exciting where he can, uh, make a play out of nothing and, um, and run for first down, which really breaks the defense's back a lot of times. But the, the problem that I have with Vic is when he goes back to pass, it's, it's almost like he doesn't, he doesn't see the design of the play. And then it's just like broken down and he's kind of scrambling and then he's trying to make something happen. Where Landry Jones drops back and the design of the play is there and he's gonna, and he's gonna get rid of the ball 
and throw it to hopefully where it's intended to go at the first read or second read. So it's almost like they can still run their offense with Landry Jones and, and when they've tried to run it with Vic, uh, it hasn't worked or they have to adjust it for Vic. Well, except in the game that Landry started, uh, the, he, yeah, they tried to run the offense, but he couldn't do it. I don't think he just played that badly, though. And then you couldn't even have, you you couldn't even run. There was nothing you could do to make a first down. That was against Kansas City. I don't, I mean, I I don't think he played great, but I don't think he played badly for his first start. It was bad. That was the worst offensive outing that we've had this year. If we had any offense Uh, at all, we could have beat Kansas City. uh, I don't know about the worst. It was bad. Or it wasn't good. But, like, when Vic was in, I mean, I went three and a half quarters of nothing, and then you're right. He he just you know he had a spark at the end where he made some plays with his legs and stuff. Yeah, we didn't have that in Kansas City. Yeah, I would but argue the first did three. not have the one thing that won the games that we didn't have Ben with, but we had Vic. No, Vic, Vic won. Both of them can't uh, run the offense. I don't offense. want to argue the Landry versus can't throw the ball. Both of them can't generate offense early in the game. Okay, Vic well, can generate some offense late in the game. Landry can't. Well, I asked. I asked your opinion, so I got well, it. I, I don't think. I think Landry. I don't. I wouldn't say Landry can't make offense late in games. We saw him do it in this game and against Arizona. I think the Kansas City game was a weird one. I agree. He didn't play as he didn't play as well as a lot of people thought he would. Um, I don't think he played poorly. He had a couple interceptions in that game. One was his fault. One just unlucky. I mean, it went right through Antonio Brown's hands. Well, not just not through his hands, but he kind of threw it up into a defender. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I think I, I get your point with, with Vic that Vic adds the running aspect to it. But, I, I don't know, I kind of lean more with Mike on this one. I, I think um, I think with when you have as many playmakers, I think just, just look at what Antonio Brown's stats are with and without, uh, like with Vic or with Landry, right? I think, I think that, you know, when, if you can't, Vic can't get the ball to Antonio and Landry can. And it just makes me more comfortable with an offense that can get the ball to Antonio Brown rather than one they can't, and I'm willing to sacrifice the running part um, to get the ball in A.B.'s hands. Yeah, one more point. That last play where Landry Jones threw to Antonio Brown, five-yard pass, and then Antonio Brown you know, ran 50 yards, that was a third-down play, right? Yeah. But we needed to get the first down basically to – I think we would have – we needed to get the first down so we weren't punting back to him or actually have a chance to, to get the field goal. That's what it was. But he had to complete the five-yard pass. Well, what happened on fourth and two – when Vic threw a five yard out to Antonio Brown against the Ravens, he overthrew him. Right. I mean, you know, I know it's only one play, but I think that's the difference. I think that's what Landry gives you. Oh, no, I'll tell you the difference there, actually. I'm going to go. I'm going to actually give you guys an inside football scoop. I think we, we woke him up, man. I poked the bear. I yeah, poked the bear. We haven't even talked about, we haven't even said the words Dree or Archer yet. He's already fired up. In years we're doing this podcast. I don't think I've ever given you guys an inside football. I will explain to you exactly the difference and why one pass was easy and one pass wasn't. Because on a, on a, on a third and whatever it was, 10 or something, they're giving Antonio the five yards. Uh, they're going to let him catch it, and they figure they can tackle him. Big mistake, they couldn't. Um, same thing with uh, with the with the play to Bryant against the Cardinals. Um, but on on fourth and two, they're playing tight. It's a much harder throw. Um, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I think Vic is a is a great passer. He's not. He's demonstrated that. Um, he, but I, my argument is he makes as many good throws or at least very close to it as Landry does. He doesn't read the offense as well. He doesn't know the offense as well. He hasn't been on the team for 
five years or three years or whatever it is that Landry has. Um, but, uh, but he, he, I, I just think the difference, the, the difference is that he's got, he's got this awareness and, and a confidence when it's late in the game and, and, and it's close. And that's always how it's going to be. Uh, well, we're going to see Landry against Cleveland. Cleveland's no great shakes, but any, any Steeler fan who thinks this is a cakewalk, a bye week, whatever, um, it's not. It's going to be, it's going to be gut wrenching. It's going to be an annoying game to watch. I'm not even sure why I'm going to watch it, but I am going to watch it. Well, you know, Johnny Football starting on the other side, so we do have that going for us, which is nice. He's going to start? Johnny Football starts, yeah. That actually scares me. Really? Uh, I mean, I think that it only scares me because sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get. And sometimes guys like that, you know, have a little coming out party or, or things go their way. And uh, especially with him scrambling. I don't know. Or the, you know, the opposite side of it though is that we have a front fest against him. Right. And I think that's that what we've all been waiting for. And the defense is playing well enough at this point where I feel like. Hey, can I give a shout out to the guys we met with the, with the Johnny football shirts in Pittsburgh? Oh, that's right. What did it say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Okay, so you wanna just give it No, no, yeah, you don't, I'm not gonna There's read it. There's an ex- exploitive warning, okay? This is your warning. If you, if you don't wanna hear an... An explicit warning, not an ex- explicit <laughs> warning. Explicit. Expo- what are they, come on, that's a ex- exploitative or whatever, isn't that what it's called? No, it's explicit. Anyway, if you got your speakers on, you might want to turn them off. It's about F-bomb incoming. <laughs> so, so we're sitting at the hotel in Pittsburgh. Uh, this is for that, that Cleveland game that I talked about earlier, season opener, or yeah, it was the season opener, not just the home opener, uh, in, not this season, but the season before. Uh, and, uh, it was Johnny Football as a rookie. And, uh, so we meet these guys and I got a picture, uh, I got a picture of the shirts. You could post it if I do. Yep, I will. Uh, these guys come walking. <laughs> I'm sitting on a bench in front of the hotel. These guys come out of their, their car or their, their taxi or their Uber or whatever. And, and the guy's holding a shirt and he's not shy about this shirt. It's, it's like out there for anybody to see. It's in the front of the stack of hangers that he's carrying in his hand and it, and it's face forward. So you could see it. And it says, fuck Johnny football. And it's got nice Steeler colors. It's obviously a Steeler shirt. Uh, I'm sure not. Uh, licensed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, but enjoyed by Steelers fans everywhere. Uh, and there was actually, it wasn't just this one guy who had it. I stopped them and we talked to them for, but there, but the whole group of them, there were a group of those guys and they all had fuck Johnny football shirts. Uh, and, and those shirts, I believe, were on sale outside the stadium. That pretty much gets right to the point. It's, uh, it, it's... And it does. And so I want to give a shout out to those guys. Uh, fuck Johnny football. Let's go this week. You guys better be wearing your shirts, <laughs> and I hope they work. The uh, the fun thing about playing Johnny football is that um, you know he's a bit of a turnover machine, and so if, if we are looking for a fun fest, a we should be able to get pressure on him, um, and b if he does start turning the football over, this should turn into a fun fest relatively. I think the 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 nice thing about um. You know, having uh, when he got drafted by the Browns, is every every Steeler fan thought the same thing, which is that oh, we get to welcome this kid to the NFL, uh, and you know, we I think a lot of people already knew like this kid's not going to make it. He's not Johnny Johnny Manziel is not an NFL quality quarterback. So uh, I think the fact that we're playing Johnny Football this week makes me feel better about this week. I wouldn't want to play McCown because McCown is the kind of quarterback where you go. Oh Christ! This guy's gonna light us up, probably. It's like the Derek Carr thing. 
Yeah, McCown has a good game every three or every third or fourth game where right. he puts up over 300 yards or something. And yeah, that could happen against the Steelers. You know what I learned this week? Now I think Carr is a really good quarterback. I don't think that was a fluke against the. I mean, he's got like 18 or 19 touchdowns and two yeah, or three like two interceptions. interceptions. Yeah, no, I'm starting I mean, to believe in him too. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing I learned this week, and you guys probably know this, but I'll say it. Johnny Football was drafted ahead of Derek Carr and um, Bridgewater. And Teddy, yeah. This is why we love the Browns. We never want them to leave our division. Uh, we're so happy they were reincarnated after they after they went extinct. Um, <laughs> it was like, come on, that was a miracle, right? After they went extinct. That's like the worst thing. That, I mean, Speaking you can have a bad season. Browns- you can have no wins, but for your team to just disintegrate after <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could it hey, be any worse? You gotta, since, it's, since it's Browns week, I should mention the 30 for 30. Uh, you know, I watched, I, I haven't watched all of them, but I, I've watched quite a few for 30s. They're, that's an excellent series. Not much I like about ESPN, but that's one thing they do very well. And, and so they have one, and it's called 1995. Okay, and you can guess what it is, but I couldn't guess what it was, right? Oh no, it was 1995 Cleveland Browns. That's what it's called. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, 1995 Cleveland Browns? What the hell did they do in 1995? I don't know, right? And, I, and so I'm looking at this, and I'm going, I, I gotta watch this just because I don't remember the Browns doing like anything in the 90s, or really the 80s either. Well, they had Brian Sack. Yeah, they, yeah, they were, they were, uh, but, um, so yeah, and they had Biner and, uh, you they know, they went to AFC Championship games. They gave up the drive to the, to LA and all that. Okay. So the eighties, they had to, but in the nineties, there was nothing in the nineties that they yeah. did. Right. right. So, uh, Belichick. so I, I watched well, this. This is why. And you know what it's about? You could probably guess already. It's about the final season of the original Cleveland Browns, now the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and, uh, and the, and the, and the head coach, I, well, you, you might know who the head coach was. Do you know who the head coach was of the, of the Cleveland Browns in the, last the final season before they went extinct? I thought it was, uh, I thought it was Belichick, Belichick right? but now I'm, I'm going to guess it was, because you're asking, I'm guessing it was Billick. No, it was Belichick. I think it was Belichick. Yeah. yeah. It was Belichick. And the story, the 30th, it's the only thing I don't really like about that. They make Belichick out to be this genius who was about to turn the franchise around. And they were going to do great and all that. But, and the best part of the whole thing is the final game played in, was it called Memorial Stadium? Was that where they used to play or was that the old Baltimore? I can't remember now. Uh, but anyhow, where, whatever the name of that stadium was, uh, where the, where the, uh, the Jim Brown Browns used to play, mm-hmm. um, uh, that place um, in the final game. Now, this is of course six years before nine eleven. It's nineteen ninety five. So they they let people in the stadium. The final game. These people come with pool boxes. All right. They got hacksaws. They got I don't know. Maybe they brought jackhammers in. I don't know. But I remember this stuff, and I had totally forgotten it when I watched this show. These people took the bleachers down and threw them onto the field. There's. There's shots of this. There live shots on television. They showed it. And uh, they got they get an interview with one of the security guys, and he said, you know, he said, somebody is going to pull the wrong bolt out of the wrong beam, and this whole place is going to go down. <laughs> but do you know they were throwing so, – that was the old dog pound, okay? Yeah. And do you know they were throwing so much stuff onto the field, those, those dog pound uh, fans uh, down at that, that end of the stadium – that the refs in the game, they they wouldn't let the play go into that stadium. And when they hit the 50-yard line, they, yeah, they reversed, they reversed the, field. the field. I remember that. It's like yeah. half court. 
the most <laughs> bizarre thing. It's it is worth watching because it's hilarious, and the Browns fans are very upset. And then they went five years with no football, and and then their their team that that jilted them and went to Baltimore ends up winning a Super Bowl, the most you know boring Super Bowl champ in all of history as far as a team goes. I mean, what you know, what a boring team, uh, but. They did win one, and the Browns fans are very upset about it. They felt like that was their... Hey, Joe, uh, I do want to tell you, though, that you don't have to... I know you don't like to credit ESPN for things, and I'm going to hear to tell you, you don't have to credit ESPN for this. This is not a 30 for 30. This is a football life. This is NFL Network. No. Yes, uh-uh. I'm looking I'm looking at it right now. A football life, the 1995 Cleveland Browns. I looked up, because I, I watched all the 30 for 30s, and I was looking up what which 30 for 30 you were watching, and there isn't one. There's not? Oh, it's not a thirty for thirty. Not a thirty for thirty. It's a. It's a. It seemed too long to be. So oh you can God. credit your second favorite group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The NFL. NFL. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, since the courts have gotten, you know, the NFL's tried to do the right thing, and uh, in some <laughs> in some instances, and now the courts are, you know, so you don't want to get me started on politics. I uh, I know that neither one of you do. No. Um, so the courts, I despise much worse than the NFL. So, what, what do we need to do? Do we need to look at the rest of the schedule here? How hilarious! See how we're going to get in the playoffs? Wait, hold on. I want to. As long as we're doing, as long as Joe's doing rants, let's get the Dre Archer thing out of the way. How? How? Wait, wait, wait. How hilarious is it going to be when the NFL's appeal gets heard? Okay, and the Patriots are like sixteen and zero or something, and then Brady is suspended for the next four games. Can't play the playoffs. Through the- I mean, it would be great. Like that? I don't think that. I think that. I thought I heard his trial isn't happening until after the season's over. Wait, yeah, what's the trial sure for? That's what they did. He'll the get suspended for, for four weeks of training camp next year. <laughs> yeah, I think. All right, I'll stop. Yeah, it won't be heard until it won't be heard until 2016 at the earliest, and it's going to happen like in February. Yeah, the the appeal will be heard February 1st. So. Well, the earliest he can be held is February 1st, which means Wait. that the only thing that could happen is he gets suspended for the Super Bowl. So the the NFL is appealing the judge's ruling yeah. on Brady? Mm-hmm. I see. Because we haven't had enough to flake gate, so let's just keep doing it. All right, let's talk Dre Archer time, because uh, before we start talking about big picture, this is one other thing that happened in this game that I'm I'm almost a billion percent sure that Joe has something. And maybe you do too, Mike. I am. I have something to say, but go ahead, Joe. I'd like well, to hold on. It. Let's just let's no, just no. Let Mike go for it. Tony set okay. it up, and then Mike go. With let's it. just set the table. I don't really have that much. All right, go ahead. So I mean, a lot of people. Well, hold on. Uh, let me just set the table. A lot of people yeah. have been wondering if Tree Archer was going to last. Uh, just seemed like he wasn't getting any offensive snaps this year. He was relegated to being really just a kick returner. Um, and so will we because we had so many roster moves we had to make with bringing Le'Veon back onto the team and bring Bryant back, back onto the team. And when Ben got hurt, we had to bring in um, another quarterback. Every time you just kind of thought, well, this is probably the time when they're going to have to cut Archer because Archer is last man out. They didn't. They never cut Archer. Um, Bell came back. They didn't cut Archer. Bryant came back. They didn't cut Archer. Ben got hurt. They didn't cut Archer. Uh, and then randomly this week, they just decided, ah, you know what, now's a good time to cut Archer. So Jacoby Jones, who you might remember from the Thanksgiving game where Tomlin allegedly tried to trip him, um, when he was returning that basically for a touchdown, although he didn't get a touchdown. Uh, one of the best return men in the league, you know, like for the last five years, or maybe well, two years ago, let's say, he was the best return guy in the league. Uh, he became available because the Chargers cut him. So Tomlin decides, this is the time I want to cut Archer. So he cuts Archer. We signed Jacoby Jones. 
And then I think it's kind of messed up. Like the one, the one problem, I, and I know you guys are probably going to have problems with it. I don't really have a problem with Jacoby Jones being on the team, but I do have a problem with him taking the number 13. That's a little cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't like getting rid of Archer in the middle of the season like this based on, uh, I thought he was doing well as a kick returner. You're, you know, not great, but decent. And even Tomlin said it. And when he had a bad game against the Bengals, it really wasn't him. It was, uh, you know, some guy flying in on him untouched on a kick return. And Tomlin pointed that out also, that it wasn't his fault. And he didn't return the last kick against the Bengals. I think he only returned two. He didn't return the last one on purpose because he was told not to, to preserve time on the clock. And then with Bell going out, I think it was a natural fit to try to get him in the offense a little bit as another running back in any way you can. And I know they've tried in the past, but this has just been another opportunity. He's been on your team for two or three years. You've invested in him. Stick with him. Now comes Jacoby Jones. And if you have some great return guy out there like Desmond Howard or someone, and if you think of Jacoby Jones like that, then I can understand, okay, we're going to make the switch now because we've been thinking about getting rid of Archer anyway. But when Jacoby Jones comes in, either he's real rusty or he's not very good. And I don't know why he was on the street, but I was not impressed at all. And when he's wearing the number 13, he looked like a slower archer. And I don't know. I just, I just not happy with it. And, um, I'm surprised he played in the first game that we didn't have, we don't have another guy on the roster that this guy can come and practice on a Monday and play on a Saturday or a Sunday. Well, all he was asked to do is return, return. I know, but still, he looked rusty. He, well, he, he was cut from the Chargers earlier this year, or well, I guess this week for not being a good kick returner this year. But I think Tomlin thought, eh, you know what? Let me get him because uh, he was good. I mean, he was. I mean, look, the thing about Jacoby Jones is he was the best kick returner in the league like two years at ago. one time. Yeah. Is this Tomlin's way to say to tell everyone he's got no hard feelings against Jacoby Jones and he didn't really mean to step <laughs> on the field? I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, this is just like a you know his uh, his apology, his general apology to the Ravens. Maybe. All right, Joe, let's hear it. Archer time. This was your boy. This was most potential. This was most disappointing as the coaching staff for the way they use him. And now, oh, one other thing I should set the table with Dre Archer. So Dre Archer got cut, and everyone thought, oh, maybe maybe he'll get added to a practice, the practice squad because you know, he's still practice squad eligible because he's only been on the team for a year and a half. Um, but on other people, the other thing that could have happened and that uh, is that people thought, well, now that the Patriots have this injury to Deion Lewis, their their shifty little running back guy, he's out for the year. I, maybe the Patriots are going to pick up Archer. And this is I didn't gonna... think about that, and that would make me sick. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would, but uh, it did not happen. The Patriots did not sign Archer. And, in fact, ten teams um, asked Archer to join their practice squad, including the Pittsburgh Steelers. And do you know what Archer said? He said... Nah, I'm good. He's waiting to find a, ro- a roster spot somewhere. Has not been on- he has not been offered a spot by the Patriots. So you don't have to worry. He's not going to New England to be the new, uh, you know, uh, De- Shane Green or, yeah, or yeah. Deion Lewis, yeah. So anyway, Joe, your your thoughts on the uh, the cutting of Dre Archer? Well, let me just skip right to the ending, okay? I'm going to spoil spoiler alert here, okay? Uh, when the Steelers, the week the Steelers are going to be playing the um, – the uh, Patriots in the playoffs that when we get in in a miracle, you know, we play them in the divisional round or something. Uh, or in the, in the, yeah, but whenever we get the pull, right. Uh, they're going to sign Archer in that week. And, uh, and then he'll, you know, he'll return one against us. 
So you're okay. And so then, you, so you're then, on the you're on the Dre Archer. I'll Revenge tell you what, train. dude. And when that happens, I'm I'm running out. I'm going to buy a freaking Patriot number thirteen jersey, <laughs> and that'll be what I wear. Okay, so so now that I spoiled the ending, um, so yeah, look, J- Jacoby Jones obviously was was let go by the by the uh, Chargers uh, because he ain't any good anymore. I don't know what happened to him. Okay, maybe he didn't work out in the off season. Maybe he hurt his leg. Maybe he doesn't like the way, you know, he's got some new shoes that don't fit right. I don't know what his problem But he sucked in that game. He sucked. He was terrible. He was absolutely god-awful. Okay, right, so I don't think. Okay. okay, now we've had plenty of god-awful uh, kick guys, and, and you could, you, we could, we've probably, we've said that about Archer. He was god-awful plenty of times. So that's not a big sin. Uh, my, my criticism goes right back to the coaches again with Archer. And letting him go. It's a terrible decision. It's a terrible decision to bring in Jacoby Jones. Uh, he's cut by the Chargers because he can't play anymore. He did nothing for them. Uh, and he's, and he's continuing that legacy in Pittsburgh now. Uh, I don't know. And, okay. and I liken, I liken this move, okay, to, uh, you know, if you take your 16 year old son, with his freshly minted driver's license, okay, and you show him a brand new uh, Toyota Corolla that's going to run for 200,000 miles, going to burn no gas, you're never going to have to do any repairs to it, it's going to be great, okay? And you say, look, son, you can have this car here, or you could have this 1942 Ferrari, okay, that uh, if you if you start it, you'll have to put a quart of oil in it every five minutes, okay? Okay. Um, and it's red, and it and it looks unbelievable. And and if you can get it out of the driveway, uh, it, you know, it, it would be like turning uh, water to wine. Okay, so uh, and that's what they did. They saw this sparkly thing that sitting out there, going, "Wow, that looks really good. Let's just let's just grab us a uh, you know grab us an old Ferrari that doesn't run anymore and put it on the field and see what happens." Um, rather than rather than uh, you know finishing the work on the on the on the you know the potential that you have. Um, are we sure? No, shame on the coaches, man! You got this guy; he's so fast. They are they 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 put him in for kick returns, but like you said, he didn't get any reps in practice. They didn't make a real effort. They have not tried to involve him in the offense um, in any serious way for the entire time that he's been on the team. And now he's no longer on the team. He's going to go somewhere where they need him, and he's going to surprise people. He's not going to surprise me. He's just going to piss me off. I wish the guy well. I hope he does great. I guess my only question is, I mean, I get that he's fast, right? And I get that his first catch of, of the preseason last year was a huge 50-yard play. But, like, outside of that, are we sure he's good? Like, are we sure that he's, like, the, the can't-miss prospect that we've we've been touting him to be for the past year and a half? No, we're not, but we just don't know. The thing about it is, Tony, one missed tackle, one bad angle by the defense and it's six points on the board for you. Yeah, but if that were that's true, it is. I don't think that's so, true. Okay, so it hasn't happened. But how many chances has the guy had? Yeah, I Not that many. Yeah, but I think if it were that, if it, if the game came that easily, if, if he were shifty enough and he could use his speed enough that he could get away from guys like that and it just took a bad angle, right, then he would be Willie Parker, right? He would be – his first game, he would have had 190 yards whatever Willie – Whatever Willie had his first game, but I think for Archer the problem for me. Uh, Willie Willie had more touches in the first in his in that game than uh, Archer had in the entire time he's been on the team. Right, but that's because he played well. Uh, the problem for Archer is that the times when he has been in the game, he hasn't made the most of those opportunities. And I think the real problem for Archer 
is that, and, and Tomlin said this last year when, when the media kept going crazy about why he's not playing Archer, his answer was, Arch, Dree needs to learn that it takes more than speed to be good in the NFL. And I think what he meant by that is that you can't just, it's just not about straight line speed. You have to be shifty. You have to be, make people miss. Uh, and unfortunately for Archer, he has not been able to do that. He got better this year. I agree with everyone who said he's he's a better kick returner this year than he was last year. I agree with all of that. And and uh, does it right now? Does it look like a mistake in cutting him? I think it probably does look like a mistake. And Jacoby Jones this year, <laughs> the last week was not. <laughs> he was not good at all. Uh, I think Tomlin's comment makes it sound like he didn't know the plays, or he can't you know block either. He's a small guy, so maybe you can't trust him in there to pick up a linebacker coming in. Oh yeah, well I think that. Well yeah, you. That's, and that's not going to happen. I think I think Tomlin had made a comment last year where he said if if I'm if I'm asking Dree to block, then that's on me or something like that. Like he he made some comment like he would never ask Archer to block because it's just yeah. stupid. Um, but I look, I, I like Archer. I think Archer. I, I was hoping Archer could be good. I, I think the problem for for him is like. You know, if you look at what Deion Lewis, just take a just look at the guy who everyone wanted him to replace, right? Deion Lewis is not the fastest guy in the NFL. He doesn't run a 4-2, right? But the reason that Deion Lewis was successful in that Patriot offense is because, A, they cheat, and B, uh, cheat. <laughs> well, that's just true. And B, it's because he's shifty, right? He can make people miss. And he's, he's bigger, though, too. And he is a bigger guy. That's the smartest thing you ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. I think Archer's a little more like, um, uh, what's the guy in the Bengals? Giovanni? Bernard? Bernard, yeah. I mean, if that guy's a little, he's bigger than Archer, but it seems like why can't Archer be, you know, have some success like that guy has? I think it's because Archer is, you know, you guys used to say about Willie Parker that he's like a feather, right? And as soon as anyone touches yeah. him, he goes down. Well, Archer has the same disease where if you if you even sniff around Tree Archer, he's down. He's a, he blows. Yeah, he, he's a hummingbird. Feather. But the problem is, <laughs> I mean, that's if you breathe too hard, yeah. him, he's down. Yeah. That's the but we've only seen a little of him know, last season. We didn't. I don't think he's played any offensive plays this season. Is that I, true? I, no, he only he did no, not no, play no, any no, offense. He hasn't played on offense. No. Only kick only kick returns. This is the big criticism. Which that's not enough. I don't think. Kick returns in a league where the rules are designed to eliminate kick returns. Yeah. Okay, so that's his opportunity. If he and I think the other problem is he can't be. He's not. He's, he's not big enough to be a punt returner. So. You know, and Jacoby is. So Jacoby can be the punt returner, and they don't want. I don't think the team wants AB. Who, who why do you punt? have to be big to catch the football on a punt? Because if you because if you don't if you, football larger on a punt, no, because no, if you, you get blasted, if you get blasted. Yeah, you can't get blasted. Well, on well you call fair. You don't have room to catch the ball. Call fair. Yeah, but if you screw that up, he's Archer's dead. Like Archer will be Archer will die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't I don't dispute that. <laughs> wait, wait who's who was our punt returner before Jacoby Jones? Was it Antonio Brown? AB, yeah. So we were just trying to, which is, I think is a good thing, is I let's get AB out of there. There's no reason to get him hurt on a punt return and put him in for an exciting moment like in this game. Like I said, oh, look, AB's back there. We're going to get the ball to 50. He's going to run it back. I predict, I actually predicted he was going to return it for a touchdown. Well, he did the exact opposite of that. <laughs> Another one of my great predictions. <laughs> oh, I was expecting a nice return, too. And when he fumbled, I was just like, God, I just... You know where's the where's the channel changer? Please <laughs> yeah, exactly. make it stop. Exactly. That's that was another part of the game where I'm just like, get this off my television. And then that I I don't know if it was that sequence. I, mean, I think it was, but the touchdown that tied the game, we got Lawrence Timmons covering a wide receiver down the middle of the field. I, I mean, I I asked for blitzing. I like blitzing, but maybe that's what you get when you blitz. You you end up with a linebacker on a wide receiver. 
Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. I mean, there were a lot of plays in this game that the defense just got completely out out coached. Oh, I wanted to say something about them getting the ball, getting rid of the ball quickly, um, or uh, us getting no pressure. I think that was because David Carr gets rid of the ball quickly, and he, and Brady does it. A lot of guys do that. And so, how do you defend getting rid of the ball quickly? Is it you only rush three? Because, okay, you want to get rid of it quickly. We've got eight guys back there. You've got to squeeze it in. And then you have tight coverage. You don't really, if they're going to get rid of the ball quickly, you don't have to worry about a deep pass. Right. Right? right. But You have to drop. Yeah, you can drop your blitzers. You can look like a blitz and then drop it. So when he thinks he's going to go quick and then he has to second-guess himself. But make your cornerbacks be tight on these guys and, and cover, you know, these short, uh, you know, curl routes or out routes and not worry about a double move because he does, he, if he's going to get rid of it quick, you don't have to worry about that. But if you're Brady and you're great to get rid of it quick and then you see everyone dropping and there's only a three-man rush, whoa, now I can hold the ball for an extra second. Right. So I don't know how you defend the, the quick passes like that. I mean, I think we did a pretty decent job against – I thought we did a pretty good job against, like, Dalton. We did a pretty good job, and he likes to get the ball out quick, or this year he has anyway. Alex Smith, I mean, Alex Smith was probably – you know, he, he played well in that game, but it wasn't like they lit us up in that game. They kicked a lot of field goals. Which has been reminiscent of a lot of teams what they've done to us all year. Um, I don't know. We got to get pressure, even on these plays. You got to play the, the the coverage has to be designed that they you got to think they're going to get the ball out quick, but you got to blitz anyway, and you got to make sure that those first options aren't there so that the pass rush can get there. And then as soon as he makes that, as soon as the quarterback is thinking about is the coverage going to be there? Are they really blitzing, or is my first read going to be there? Then you've got them because now if the pass rush can be there. Well, you've already got him thinking about whether or not he's even going to make that that quick throw, and you saw that happening. And you saw that happen with Dalton when we got to him like every play. Um, you saw that happen to Flacco, like, you know, and I think the Flacco game is actually a perfect example of this because that was a you know Flacco puts up unbelievable performances against us every single year, and this year was the exact opposite. He threw uh, he threw what two interceptions in that game. So. I don't know. And then we're playing Manziel this game. I mean, Manziel's going to run around like a chicken with his head cut off out there. That's all he does. But he's not exactly the drop-back guy. I mean, I'm surprised to see that um, Shazier's going to play. I really thought Shazier, because he had that knee inflammation again, um, and I thought he was going to sit out another game. But they're saying that they're saying that Shazier's probably going to play, which I like. Um, and that should help. Yeah, he's played. I mean, he's played well throughout the season. He did give up a touchdown in this game. Yep. Tight end where I guess he basically he's he was looking in the backfield to run and the, the guy got a step on him and he couldn't catch up to him in the corner of the end zone. Yeah. Oh, another thing that happened in this. What game, that's gonna happen? Another thing that happened in this game that uh, we forgot to talk about is um, the streak is over, guys. Um, you know, it lasted. It was it was great, and uh, you know we went. I don't even know. It was like, was it 10 field goals in a row or something that Boz made? It felt like that. It felt like an extra points. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then it came to an end this game. It needed to be over because you needed to get that out of the way. You can't have, you know, he couldn't be perfect going into a game that you're down by a point and he's, and he's trying to make the winning kick, you know, so you had to just get that out of there. I guess. He had to to miss one before you came to that point where it's the game's on the line. Although at that point in the game, it's been. It, let's just go over the sequence there, okay? The score is fourteen to twenty-one Steelers, and, and the, the, the Raiders go down and score in ninety-nine plays, ninety. They go ninety yards. Then Ben throws the interception, right? Right. Uh, 
then we get the oh we get the we get the fumble the one where Mitchell pops it out and you know looks like an idiot. Um, then we drive so, so it's twenty one twenty one right now. Okay, it's twenty one twenty one. We've we've just thrown an interception and then very next like two plays later we've got a fumble. Now we drive down, we kick a field goal, we miss it. It's still twenty one twenty one. As another point in the game where I felt like hey, we lose, we lose. Hey, you know what's funny? You reminded me about the fumble. Um, there was a fumble on the sidelines also where I think it was Mitchell who came in and only got one foot in bounds before <sighs> he picked up the ball and ran it back. And when you when you pause that play and look at it, there's four other Steelers right there that could have picked up the ball and run it in. They were all inbounds and Mitchell yeah. was out of bounds. Now granted he can't, you know, he's going after the ball. He can't he, he knows he needs to reestablish and he probably tried to. It's a bang bang play, that's what Tomlin said. But the irony there is that why couldn't Mitchell turn his back to that ball? We had four <laughs> other guys there that could have picked it up. But yeah, well, Bud Dupree was right, right there to pick that thing up. And he didn't get there. All right. Um, okay, so yeah, so going back to what the where we sit in the AFC schedule wise, as far as we, you know, we said going into the year that um, we'd like to be seven and three going into the break. Right, that was really where where the Steelers should be going into the break is 7-3. and three. Now, okay, and I don't want to take this Cleveland game for granted, but I am, and I'm going to say the Steelers are going to win this week. We should win. It should be 6-4. and four. So my question is, considering everything that's happened this year, and we knew going into the season that Bryant was going to be suspended four years, or four years, <laughs> Jesus, four games. Hopefully it's not four years. Bryant, don't smoke any more weed. Um, and then uh, Le'Veon was going to be suspended two games. We knew that going into the season. What we didn't know is that Ben was going to be hurt for as long as he was, and then Bell was going to go off and also pouncey out, beach him out. We didn't know that. But we still predicted 7-3. and three. The Steelers are going to end up probably being one game off of that pace that we had set for them before the year. So, I mean, all things considered, how are we grading, you know, the, the first 10 games of the year or up into the bye week? Is this team performing above expectations, below expectations, at our expectations? Is there even a grade we can give it based on what's happened this year? I mean, based on what's happened, you know, with Ben being hurt and he's out of the 10 games, how many did he miss then? If he misses Cleveland, he's going to miss four? Five. Five. I mean, and to be one game below what you predicted if Ben was there, I mean, that's like, you got to say that's, uh, you know, better than what you would think. I mean, if if you if we went into the season and said, Okay, you think you're going to be seven and three with Ben? What are you going to be if he only plays five of the ten games? Right. So yeah, six and four, you got to be happy with six and four. The problem is, ben you know, missed the, five the, games and he's still hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he should come back. Yeah. But you got six games left, and you know, if you go three and three, you end up nine and seven. Um, and that may get you in, but it may be hard to go four and two. I don't know with some of the teams that are left on the schedule. Yeah, it's so. I'd say six and four is acceptable based on what's happened. Joe, what do you think? Uh, well, I kind of told you what of this season. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> but it, I mean, it's six and four record wise. Yeah. yeah, I mean, six and four. You know, it's um, it's just been a goofball season because you know the, the Steelers are going to be if they win this game, they'll be six and four. And and they'll be right where they should be, but not because they won the games they should and they lost the games that that they should have lost. No, they won games they shouldn't have won. Okay, they shouldn't have they shouldn't have beat San Diego. They shouldn't have beat um, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, they just shouldn't have. Uh, but they did. 
Um, and they shouldn't have lost to the Ravens, right? Nope. Right. And they shouldn't have lost to the Bengals. I mean, that one, they had a big lead. No, they had a big lead. Had a big lead. And really, it was 10 to 6. Yeah. They were up 10 to 6. Literally. I mean, that could have went any, either way, but you're right. They could have won that game. game. What was that game? They uh, they had a two touchdown lead, I thought, and then blew it. That wasn't, that would have been this one. Maybe in the Ravens. Was it the Ravens? The Ravens, they had a big lead against the Ravens. Seemed the Ravens, like. we had a huge lead, and we gave that hey, up. You know, here's the thing about the 6-4 and four and the 7-3. Seven and three. Seven, We said 7-3 and three going into the season. Mm-hmm. What did we think about the defense going into the season? Garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah. We thought we were going to have to win every game 40-35. to 35 well, that, That's why. That's why we've been able to have all the offensive setbacks. Yeah. And so, still, you know. so think about this. Had we known that the defense was going to play the way they did this season, Going into the season, and we thought we were going to have our, you know, full complement of offense. Mm-hmm. We would not have predicted seven and three. No, we, you and I would have. We, predicted this podcast would have been saying, you know, and nine 0. and one or ten and zero. Oh. <laughs> yes, right. Well, yeah, I would, I would, I would have been in the nine and one column right there because you, know, you just say, well, there's going to be one one week where you either screw up, you know, ball bounces. Well, you have you the know. Brady. You still have to play Brady without without Bell and without Bryant. That's the one where you yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So that one, and then one more. So I would have been in an eight-two column. Yeah, eight and two. Right. So eight and two, six and four. You know, eight, eight and two would have been conservative. Who are the Who are the, What are the last six games? Because I know the last six games seemed seemed one way early in the season, but they might seem a different way. We have you have every division game away. They actually seem difficult early in the season, and then mid-season, like a few weeks ago, they seem like oh, this is be much easier. But now I think it's getting more difficult. But yeah, Tony, go through them. I don't know. Okay, so, so there's the four division games. All we play three division. Also, we play four home games, and then we finish with four away games with the division. Yes. What kind of NFL? Three, 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 and three. Yeah, three and three. I know it is crappy. It is crap. Yeah, that is crap. So but go got, through them one at a time. Let's hear them. Yeah. So after the bye week, so obviously we have Cleveland this week. Then we have a bye week. Then we play Seattle in Seattle. Not a not a fun game. Uh, then we have the Indianapolis Colts at home. That will probably be without the Colts. Will probably be without Andrew Luck in that game. He has a he has a lacerated kidney, um, so that'll be without luck. And then we play at and the, they see, they seem to be in disarray. But then they come back and beat the Broncos. Let's, let's take those. Let's now, take those for a second. So Seattle, okay. The biggest to me, the biggest problem with Seattle is not playing Seattle. It's it's going west. Going there, yeah. Um, that's it. Because Seattle, Seattle ain't diddly shit this year. They're just. You know, they're just not. This is but about the time, though, that they figure it out. And yeah, Steelers, they, well, if the Steelers could put together a game and, you know, not have people carted off on knees, right. um, they'll, they'll be fine. And, who does and Seattle have? The game. Who do they have in the next two weeks? Uh, they, they play two, they play two division games in a row. Uh, Cardinals and Niners in a row. So, they'll, I mean, if they go 2-0 and and they start getting, you know, back on track or whatever you say there. Right. That game will be more difficult. So, so hopefully cool. the Cardinals will beat them. Yeah. You need the Cardinals to beat them because otherwise this game is trouble. And, and the problem is you're going to have Ben coming back from injury out of a bye week. I hate it. Oh, no. I hate it. He's just going to add to his record of coming back to the bye week yeah, or, uh, or from an injury. And just getting worked, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the one that's after the bye week that I figure we're probably going to lose. Because Colts, I think we should win. We have at Bengals. We should have beat the Bengals at home. By that time... Hopefully everything is – we're getting healthy. Maybe we even get Pouncey back at some point. You know, I know he had the second surgery and whatnot, but um, it's possible. Then so wait, wait, real quick here. If we're 6-4 and four after 
the Browns, yeah. Yeah, assuming we win that game. The Bengals could be 9-0 and after that. Mm-hmm. But is there a chance that uh, this game has meaning for the division on December 13th? I Meaning, can the Bengals choke it away? I mean, they have Houston coming up on a Monday night. Right. They would have to lose. That would have to be the first of their... So we'll have to see. That'll be interesting to see they if we lose can get back one. in it. All right. Um, okay, so after after Cincinnati, we played the Broncos at home. And then we finish with at Ravens, at Browns. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a not a fun schedule. I mean, we want to go 4-2, and two, get to 10-6. and six. Right. So if you're talking about four wins, well, then those those wins have to be Colts. If we're talking about four, Colts, Bengals, Ravens, Browns have to be. Those are your four easiest games. The the other thing about going uh, getting into the playoffs is you really want to get that five seed so that you play the division winner of the AFC what is South. it AFC South yeah because if you're at the sixth seed you're probably playing either Denver Cincinnati or New England whoever's the three seed and then you're playing, and if it's you're playing the best of them again if you if let's say you were to sneak out yeah. of that game then you're playing the best of those three anyway again right and and it, but even if you even if you're the five you're probably playing the one after that. Right, right. But if you if you are the six, you have a chance to play the Bengals, and that would be fine. Yeah, I mean, if you're, well, if, yeah, I guess, I guess getting in, yeah, because you're probably going to play the Bengals, or the, either Bengals or I guess the Jags, are we, by the way, I mean, I, don't, I know, I know we're not around the NFL right now, but uh, with, with Andrew Luck's injury, I think that there is a extremely real possibility that we are looking at a seven and nine or six and ten Jacksonville Jaguar team that wins that division. I mean, they're two and six right now, so Houston's three and five. Houston's three and five, but they have Cincinnati. I mean, ho- hopefully they get up for Cincinnati because they're like, "Hey, man, we smell the division now." <laughs> I mean, I yeah, it's possible, but I, I think. No, I mean, according to what Tony just said, Houston's three wins away from right, putting that division. Yeah. Or I think four. I think seven gets you the division. I think six it makes you said six. You said oh, he said six. Six, six or seven. Six. Oh my gosh, six and ten games? to win the division. How many games are these teams going to win? We're talking about some of the worst. I mean, you're talking about four of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, right that's true. But they can only beat each other. That's my that's my prediction. Um, speaking of the worst teams, do you guys recall a little game we played preseason where we picked the worst teams and or we picked from bad teams to <gasps> see yeah. who would have the most wins? So, if you want to recap that real quick, because we're mid-season. I don't even know. remember who I picked, but I just... time to do it. If I remember right, um, Tony, you had Jacksonville and Washington. Does that sound familiar? That does sound familiar. So, that's a total of five wins. Five wins. Jacksonville has two, Washington has three. Joe, you had, if I remember right, Tennessee and Chicago? Oh, uh, you're about here. I would have been the one with Jacksonville. No, I think I took yeah, them before. Tony I think snaked I, you. Because yeah. of portals. I yeah. snaked you, though. I snaked uh, you. I don't think so. <laughs> that part I think I remember. Yeah, I think I, I do remember Joe having Chicago for sure, and I think he. There's also, no way I would have taken you, Chicago. You took Mariota. Now, if this happened. If this happened, <laughs> I would have boycotted your game. This is if this is the podcast after the New England game because no other teams had played yet. So if you want to go back and listen to it, it's in that one. And the only reason I bring this up is because I had. And so, Joe, if you had Tennessee and Chicago, that's five. So you had, like, Buffalo and New York, which means... Yeah, I didn't have that. I had Tampa Bay and Oakland, which is three plus four, which is seven. Oh, which is seven. So I'm in the lead. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, I remember you having Tampa. I do remember you having Tampa because you're a Winston You're not... Tony, you're not a Bortles fan. I'm I'm Not that it makes any difference. We got five either way. But I'm just saying. 
There's no way that I didn't take. Well, of all of us, of all, I'll of let us, you guys make a trade now if you want. Of all of us, I'm the only one that's gonna that picked a, uh, a division winner. So, so you, you did not pick Bortles and the Jaguars. You did not. <laughs> well, Tony had first pick. I there's no way. The there's no way he picked them. I did. We apologize to you when he picked them. Sorry. Oh. I'm not a Bortles fan. And Joe, you actually said something like, I don't know if I was going to pick him anyway. I did. I think. <laughs> great. This is great. All right, let's move on. All you right, shouldn't right. bring this up unless you have the facts. I know. <laughs> That's true. You should have went back and listened and got the, I, I got did. the information. I did, like two yeah, weeks yeah, ago, yeah. and I forgot. I was that. ready for Mike to play this sound clip of yeah, the draft. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hear something I don't remember saying. Tony, you can probably find it right now. I, I mean, if I could, I, I just set up this computer. I literally just set up this computer five minutes before we started recording. Oh, do you still have fast internet? Yeah, I still have fast internet. It hasn't gone down yet. Hey, it's true. Don't well, change it, Mike. He's in a new location. I did. I just moved. I just got the new studio. Room. He's in an underground bunker. So if, if I sound, it's it, it's high ceilings here. So if the echo is weird, I might have to change microphones or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, so yeah, okay. So going back to the schedule real quick. I think, Mike, I think you're right. Four and two is what you're aiming for. And if you can sneak a win out of either Denver or Seattle, that's awesome. And then the rest of those games uh, should be wins. I mean, Cincinnati in Cincinnati's, you know, I'm going to use air quotes here. It's a difficult game, but not really. We should win that game. And then the rest of them are winnable. I mean, Baltimore is very winnable. Cleveland should be another win. Let's review how Cincinnati's going to choke it away. Oh, here is I like that this is a weekly segment of let's. I know. Let's, let's, <laughs> and what are they eight? No. Be right we back. still have the imagining Cincinnati. I think the they uh, they start choking up their Thanksgiving dinner, so it happens after Thanksgiving. I mean, I think it can happen this Monday night. I mean, it I guess it is. It is in Cincinnati, though. Yeah. All right, but after that, they have at the Cardinals. Well, they're they going to lose that game, right? They're losing that. Yeah, they're definitely losing that. Wait, am I looking now, at the right? Okay, yeah, right, so that's where it's going to start. They're not going to lose to Houston. I mean, if they're going to, if they lose to Houston, dude, they might end up nine and seven or something. Yeah, okay, they, so they go nine and zero to Houston. Then they go to the Cardinals. They're nine and one. Then the Rams at home. I mean, the Rams are tough, right? They could choke that. Yep. They, choke they go to nine, nine and two at the Browns. They win ten and two. Now they're ten and two, and they're playing the Steelers. Who? What will we be at that point? Well, let's say we have four. Let's say we maintain the four losses. So, so we would two, be eight four. So we can gain a game on them there. We go to nine and four, and they go to ten and three. Uh-huh. The problem is they that's haven't lost. Gonna, the problem is scenario we went over this they, last time. They haven't lost a division game yet, so it's we're screwed because we lost to the Ravens. But they have the Ravens in the last game of the season. Yeah, so we, yeah. We're, we're banking on the Ravens beating. Them. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah, the, but the Bengals are choking though. That's what we're talking about. So right. Right, well, what are they? What are their games? Well, then they have. They have oh. Yeah, keep going. Then they're at the 49ers. So you never know what could happen there at yeah. the 49ers. They could it's a up, the Sunday night game. So bad. And then at the Broncos. Monday night at Broncos. There you go. That's that's their fourth loss right there. And then the uh, Ravens at home. All right, so if they if they if they lose to the Ravens, that would be five losses, right? And the Steelers still can't do it. We could no, it would be fine. We could at that point if they lost oh, we, the Ravens, we could actually lose a fifth game and be. Fine. We could have five also, but then it would come to what common games? Yeah, common. Oh, you got to figure out all the other types, so there's a chance. We would have beat uh, the Cardinals. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Rams. We beat the Rams. Uh, We'd have to beat the Seahawks because they beat the Seahawks. 
Well, we get away with that because we beat the Cardinals and Rams. Uh, but we they beat the Chiefs. We lost. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs. We lost to the Ravens. They lost. We in this in this scenario, we lost. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Broncos. Are you guys too deep in the weeds? Too deep. Our schedules are exactly the same except for two games. Okay, so each game yeah. Each week, um, each week we spend on how the Bengals choke. We only we can only have sixty seconds. Okay. <laughs> it's over. After no, the this. choking part is fine. It's when you start going. Okay, the tiebreakers got this, 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 this. Man, no, no. just knock that off. Actually, actually, um, what are we? I'm going to turn the podcast from? off and, and I'm recording it. Is the yeah. playoff machine out yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say this: it, 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 we're four games away from them right now, right? So we get one minute. When we're three games, we can give ourselves two minutes to talk like about this. it. When we get close, we get another minute. I like this. The playoff machine is not All right, well, for tonight, sad. time's up. Yeah, time's up. Um, all right. Uh, anything else this week? I don't remember most of the week. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Friday. I mean, I Jesse don't, James. you got to like Jesse James. I do like, I like Jesse James. Pre-season. pre-season. Hey. FanDuel got banned in New York. That's good. Oh, is it? Is it now? Yeah. I'm a non-fan of FanDuel. You hate freedom. Um, the Packers <laughs> lost again, which is weird. I mean, the Packers, are they, are, they're like. They didn't look good. Well, they didn't look good. The Panthers did, which is. That was surprising. Very surprising. Yeah, and the Panthers are undefeated, right? Yes. The Vikings won again. They're 6-2. and two. The Vikings are the weirdest 6-2 team of all time. Are you guys rooting for the Patriots to go undefeated and then lose, like, the AFC Championship game? I don't know. I want them to lose immediately. I'm scared to death that they're going to go undefeated this year. I, I, I hate it. I think they lose this week to the Giants. It's my, it's my block of the week. Uh, that's all up to Eli. Oh, they're playing Kryptonite. They are, and, and it's in New York, too. By the way, can we talk about how the NFL continues to do this thing where there's only two 4 o'clock games? I hate it. I don't like it. I know. It's the worst. Wait, what is their problem? How hard is it to just move an East Coast game to 4 o'clock? What's the difference? You start at 1 or 4. It doesn't make any sense. Who cares? It doesn't make any sense. They should have. Five, there should be a minimum of five games on at four o'clock. There's enough yeah. games where you could spread it out, where you could easily work. Yeah, out. I mean, you know what? The, the audacity of them selling that NFL ticket and then putting two games on in the afternoon and having you know nine or ten games on early is just ridiculous. I mean, what does Red Zone do during that time? No, they don't do anything. They play highlights the entire time. They bounce back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, and then when all there's a, there's a bunch of times when the games are in commercials or you know punts or. Reviews and they're and yeah. they're just doing highlights from the early games. It's terrible, and they, and they try. I mean, it's not like that stuff is cheap. They're charging it hundreds of dollars for that. You know, give me a product at least. Yeah, it's it's stupid. I, I, so it's all their it's all their insane um it's all their insane uh, TV contracts and stuff. That's what it has to do with. That's why they can't just move the games to late and stat. It's, it's it's so ridiculous. They are starting to do. By the way, we're one of those. We're in one of those weeks where there's only two four o'clock games. The week we play, uh, we would play Seattle. We're we're on one of only two four o'clock games. That I don't mind because I just concentrate on my game anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't like it. It's crap. It's crap. I- I want to state the obvious for FanDuel. Now, when you pick a quarterback for FanDuel, you should pick against a defense that's bad in passing defense, right? Right, right. So the bottom five teams are San Francisco, Baltimore, New Orleans, Giants, and Oakland. So you should pick a quarterback against one of those teams. Does that make sense? A defense against one of those those teams. No, a, a, quarterback, a quarterback playing. Of one of those defenses. Yeah, playing against so one of those So you're saying you're picking Brady this week. I mean, that's the so obvious. you're saying those are the, the worst defenses in the league? I, against the pass. Oh, I see. I thought you were saying yeah. the other way around. Okay. So you're picking Brady this week. 
Well, I mean, you know, the the other one is, um, I think, like uh, Kirk Cousins is playing against New Orleans. Oh, I heard Rich Eisen say that today. I hate those. I that's a stretch, though, that isn't is, it? Yeah, that is a terrible stretch. Please don't do it. Just take Brady. You can't go. Actually, wrong with Brady. Uh, what, the other guy, um, Bortles, is playing someone. Who are they playing? Uh, Philly. Oh, Baltimore, maybe. Oh, Baltimore. That's it. Yeah, Baltimore. That could be a pick. So, so uh, just just uh, before we get too far from the we were just talking about the four o'clock games and all. Uh, so I listen to um, iHeartRadio, you know, and they mm-hmm. do these these little flashback segments to stuff that happened, you know. 40 years ago, whatever, in the early 70s. Sure. And uh, today is the anniversary, I guess, November 13th, uh, is the anniversary of the court case where the NFL went to court um, so that they could, uh, and they had it upheld, they were they prevailed uh, on the blackout rules. So because they wanted to have these blackout rules where if the stadium doesn't sell out, they could they don't have to show the game. Uh, they're not, you know, they could black it out in the local area. And that, I guess, was, um, that was, uh, you know, unusual and, um, and viewed as illegal by some people, but the NFL challenged and won. They won. Okay, so here's an interesting, so, and I don't want to, I don't want to sidetrack what you're saying, Joe, but it's, okay, so I've been getting into, I've been watching lots and lots of Premier League soccer as, uh, because I love waking up at 7 a.m. on Saturdays. And, uh, okay, so an interesting thing I heard about that is that in, on, in Premier League, if you are in the municipality of your team on game day, you cannot watch it on TV. It is not aired in that area. You have they force you to go, even if it's sold out. It's not on TV. It's never on TV in that area. And there's like this massive pirating that goes on of games online. It's why you can watch. It's really why there's such a proliferation of of uh, sports piracy happening on the internet is because. In the UK, like you think it's bad in, in here in America, but in the UK, it's it's outrageous the amount of rules and restrictions they have on when you can and can't watch your own team's games. If you live in the city and if the game is sold out, um, it's just nuts. So anyway, uh, that is strange. Well, I never heard that. The game of international football, you know, soccer, um, is very corrupt. I mean, I've I don't follow it, but uh, the few things that I hear about it. Um, it's it's so corrupt, uh, much more so than um, American sports. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's it's a it's a strange strange policy that they have. Starts with FIFA. Well, starts in it. Well, um, I mean, it may not end, but yeah, it starts with FIFA. Sure. Yeah. Um, the irony about the blackout rule that you mentioned, Joe, is that I think this year is the first year since then that they lifted it, and they don't they're not blacking out any games. Yeah, there's no blackout rule understandings. anymore. Oh, Even if right? they don't sell out. Yep, yeah. Yep. And I don't know what made him decide that, but they did. But you still can't watch your game on the can't watch the Steeler game on the on the ticket regular if it's on the local direct channel. TV NFL ticket channel. Yeah. If it's on your local channel, you have to right. go out. You have to tune to your local channel, or if you're mobile on your phone and out and about, you can't, you watch, can't it. watch it at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like it yeah, and that 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 extends to more than just. Um, that extends to far more than just football. If you buy the NBA League Pass and you you pay for every game, if a game is on ESPN, you don't have access to it on League Pass. You have to watch it on ESPN. If a game is on your local TV, you have to watch it on your local TV. If the game is on TNT, you have to watch it on TNT. If it's on any channel that you get with your package or, or you should get with your package, 
Um, you have to watch it on that. You cannot watch it on their League Pass thing. The, the TV stuff. I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's just it's outrageous the way that they handle that. And it makes it is makes this people, the, is this the sports leagues, the networks, the FCC? No, it's the networks. The, it's the networks deal that they cut with the leagues that they say, "Look, I'm going to pay you all this money, but you can't then give the away networks my broadcast. apply all those restrictions." Yes, and the, this is the only way I'll make the deal. Right. right. Yeah, but one uh, they. They need to somehow make those broadcasts available on your mobile device. Now, granted, I understand that it's difficult to make every single local broadcast available because there's not enough, right, not right. enough bandwidth to. But the local they got to figure it out. Yeah, the local one is the one. So, like, I'm I'm a person who I, I cut cable out. I don't I don't have cable anymore. I, I don't have a bill at all, right? But I so I do everything streaming online, and I try. You know, I'm not going to say that I don't like. <laughs> But his his internet service bill is like four times the price of a TV bill. <laughs> but he's saving money on TV, though. Yeah, but there's some things you can't get, so you're going to say you find ways to get it. Well, no, I'm not going to say right. I'm not going to say that I don't. Yeah, there, there, there's not a time when there I need to find it, some shady spot where I need to watch a Steeler game or whatever, right? I'm not going to say I don't do that, but I try not to, right? And so if there are if there is a legal way for me to get it, I will do it. Like I there's a service called Sling TV, right, where I, I pay for Sling TV, and it's it's not Slingbox, it's a different service but it's the idea that i can stream um these channels like and they and they have espn they have tnt right but um like if i bought league pass i don't just get all the league pass games on there i have to then oh this game's on espn so i have to switch over to a different app and i have to then switch over to tnt and it's you know there are just so many different restrictions of like well this is this can be accessed on this device and it gets even crazier you guys try this one time monday night football is on their Watch ESPN app, right? So if you get right. Watch ESPN, you can watch it on there. You go on your desktop and you watch Monday Night Football, and it works perfectly. You go on your tablet, you want to watch Monday Night Football, it works perfectly. Go on next time Monday Night Football is on, go on your phone and watch what it says. You can you can ha- just have your MacBook there, have your tablet, your iPad there, and then take your iPhone out and try to watch it, and it will tell you you cannot watch it on this device. Why? Because they have an exclusive contract with Verizon to stream. NFL games on a mobile device. Oh, I see. But you could do it if your devices on the is connected to the internet. It'll let you. No, no. Are you trying to do it with data? No, if no. you're no, no. Your your I, I the mobile phones. It knows what your device is. Yes, it knows it. Oh, you're on a phone. No, you can't watch it. iPad, you can watch it. MacBook, you can watch well, it. iPad is not a mobile device. No, it's not. It's a tablet, and they have. But if you're device. what if you're on a phone that you, and you're connected with Verizon, I then you can. I don't have Verizon, so I couldn't tell you. But I have AT&T, but I know on AT&T it says, no, you cannot watch it on this device. That's weird. So uh, you, you can watch it. I mean, if, so the mobile device, you can get Monday Night Football. Can you get can you get Sunday Night Football, NBC? You, oh, no, no. You cannot get Monday Night Football on, on a mobile device, on, on, a, on, a, on a phone. Yes. But you, can't, you can get it on an iPad, though. You know, yeah, Sunday, Sunday Night Football, NBC has a really good app called NBC Sports. Expert. You know, Verizon is a, is a very um, – they're they're a company that uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not about like freedom of choice. No, they're nickel and dime you to death for everything. They they uh, are the company that used to um, have phone manufacturers build out, leave out um, features that they normally would build into a phone, so that they could sell those features. Yeah, no, they still do this. This still happens. They are the reason that um, Steve Jobs made the deal on the original iPhone with AT and T and not with them. Because they didn't want to allow all the all the features, the um, you cannot to this day 
an iPhone doesn't work the same on a Verizon network as it does. Uh, I think with LTE they changed that. I think you can. I think you use data and voice at the same time. You can now? I think, I think they changed um, LTE, yeah. And uh, they were the ones who blocked the city of Philadelphia. They went to court because Philadelphia wanted to have citywide, you know, built into your taxes Wi-Fi. Yeah, municipal Wi-Fi. And um, and they, they blocked that. I don't know how they were successful. Hmm. I mean, I know how they were successful, obviously. You can imagine what they did. To be successful, well, they pretty much killed. A, they pretty that 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 case pretty much killed municipal Wi-Fi everywhere. I mean, you don't. There is no right. such thing as municipal Wi-Fi. Right. Um, and uh, and then I just want to point out, okay, I just want to point out that their logo, their logo, and they and they they really splatter this around. It is red, and it's kami red. I just want to say, oh my god, it is kami. Really, <laughs> really, like so we're doing so well. KGB we're doing we're an hour and a half into this somewhere. podcast. <laughs> okay, so hey, I'm going to find out on Thursday night football. They had to go somewhere. I think they formed Verizon. Just <laughs> right. saying, a- NFL Network no and CBS. Can you watch? How do you watch that on uh, mobile? CBS, device? you cannot. You can. You can Thursday football. I have to. That's when I find my shady source. See, there's no, that's just crap that you can't watch it. No, there's garbage. no way to watch it. It's garbage. Absolute garbage. Yeah, it's 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 a hey, look. It, cor- cutting the cord right now. It's there's some things that are really easy to, to get, but there are other times when it's the most frustrating. Oh wait, I can watch it on this device, but not that one. But I, this this thing, I have to go find some crazy stream, and this one's really easy to find. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and then the other thing is, you know, when you're a cord cutter, right? You, know, you have to figure out what device you're gonna use then as your main, you know, t- source of TV, right? So. Do you want to get a Roku, or do you want to have a Chromecast, or do you want to have an Apple TV, or do you want to get like, your Xbox or whatever? Like, you have to decide all this stuff, and you have to make sure that all of the things that you want to watch, all the the apps that you're going to use, like NBC Sports is not on every device. Um, they don't have an Xbox app, but they have a Roku app, they have an Apple TV app. They don't, and they don't work with Chromecast, right? And then you go Sling, it's like Sling's on everything. And then the Fox app, it's not on Xbox, but it's on your phone, and it'll cast to a Chromecast. Like, there's so many crazy. Uh, Things you have to worry about when you cut the cord. Hmm. Right now, yeah, it's, it's stupid. And I mean, sports, for me, it's like, it's just a total pain in the ass. Anyway, alright. Anything else? Before we wrap this thing up? We got a good, Joe, I'm sorry, we didn't get the, uh, we got a little, we went a little over our 15 minute time limit, unfortunately. We're currently at an hour, a little, a little under an hour and a half. So. This is the first two day podcast. That's true. We are. We did. We did start recording this on Friday, and it is now Saturday. And I apologize for the late uh, recording of this podcast. It's my fault. We had to. I had to move, so it delayed everything. But anyway, that's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail dot com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast dot com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Facebook is Facebook dot com slash SteelerCountry. Uh, I'm sorry, Facebook dot com slash SteelerCountryPodcast. Twitter is twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can uh, subscribe to us also on iTunes and Stitcher. Find links to all three of those on our website. Again, that's SteelerCountryPodcast.com. We will see you next week after the Cleveland Browns play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Adios.